everyone, and welcome to another American Scouser podcast, the first of many or last of the first uh, virtual pub series. So uh, we'll get to kind of watch a game together, yak along the way, people popping in and out. And if you want to join one of our future virtual pub episodes, just drop us a message on our Facebook page and we'll get a seat ready for you. Uh, so far, it's just me, Timuchin, here uh, with Barak. Barak, how's it going? Oh, great. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, ready for the kickoff with the uh, city's ugly jerseys as always. Right. That color is is no longer acceptable. <laughs> this should be an interesting game, actually. I've been kind of like looking forward to this because I'm thinking, I mean, uh, see how the rest of the world lives uh, beyond us, uh, the second and third playing. Uh, so this should be like a good game, actually. So before we even get going, in case there's an early goal. Uh, let's get some um, uh, so score predictions. Uh, what do you have? Barak, you there? Yep, you disappeared for a minute again. Oh, sorry. So what do you have for a score prediction for us? Um, I don't know. 2-1 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester, huh? I was going to go for 2-2, yeah. two, two, but... Um, because I feel like uh, they will both game. That's why I think it's going to be a good game, actually. I really think both sides are going to be uh, scoring. So, and so let's see. Let's add somebody else in here. So. Looking at the lineups, I thought it was kind of weird, by the way, that uh, Fernandinho is starting instead of, you know, Otamendi. Especially knowing they're going to be going against, uh, you know, Vardy, who hasn't scored in a while, but still, uh, you would think that's going to be, I don't know, like, in terms of speed, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up with him. Well, I, I think it's uh, how seriously do they... I mean, <laughs> City is in an interesting position, right? I mean, at this point, really doesn't matter what they do, right? They, um, it's not like they're going to play in the Champions League next season. <laughs> and they're not winning the championship, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Do they care very much? Do the the only thing that really still matters to them, I think, is the this season, this year's Champions League. Yeah, but they asked them like before the game. They were talking to Pep, and you know, in terms of you know, this is more with Champions League game coming up in mind, or are you focused on this game? And obviously, he gave the standard yeah. answer of you know, this game <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, now joining us on our in our pub is Paul Bickler. Paul, how's it going? Good, man. How are you guys? Ah, pretty good. Pretty good. Watching this, uh, the ugly, match of the ugly uniforms here. I came for the popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a score prediction from you before things really get going here. Um, ooh, uh, I'll go, I'll go two one Lester. Wow, you guys are matching. Okay. Yep. Same same prediction I made. And so, so what are we drinking on the pub today? Uh, what do you got, Paul? Or are you still on your porch? What do you so, got? 
I live in an area of town that's considered gentrified, which just really means that, you know, white people have moved into old houses and we still have shitty corner stores. Um, so I went down <laughs> to try to find some Guinness and came out with Miller Lite. So not a high point for me, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> what do you got going, Mark? I know we like told you in the last second here. I'm just sitting in my my entertainment room and watching this on the on the huge TV, right? So I'm not complaining. Oh wow! Yeah, I got uh, I had a new find. I don't know, like it's I'm really liking it so far. I found a Stella. It's like a midnight lager. I didn't even know they made like a dark lager, but it is really good. I'm not usually like a dark beer guy, but I definitely recommend it. This I think the I think. Uh... The last time I drank a Miller Lite was probably uh, the last time I watched an entire city game that we didn't play in. It's your city beer. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I work at a brewery, so this is this is a weird thing for me. Well, now I realize you were asking me about beer. Um, <laughs> Guinness all the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I, can't, I normally can't. Like I said, this is probably as dark. I can, as I can go with beer is this like dark lager kind of thing, but yeah, yeah I know. Well, I, I you know have oh, here go. Oh. spent some time in uh, in Ireland and um, several times and uh, developed the taste for it, and uh, now I can't have enough of it. It is definitely like an acquired taste. I'll give you that because. I just didn't acquire it, I guess. <laughs> I, like. I just remember. I just remember my friends were introducing me to it, and they're saying, you know, you're gonna be able to like, like chew it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, I mean, it's a liquid, right? Uh, well, you know, after uh, after a few pints of that, then a few more pints another day, and uh, I kind of get what you're talking about. <laughs> so. So let's talk about while we were watching this, and Lester's hopefully about the score here. Nope, out of bounds. Um, let's talk about like, the earlier games. Any shockers for you guys from the earlier games today, or um, at this stage of the season, there's no shockers. Yeah, it's nothing. It wasn't. I mean, Burley scoring more than once was pretty shocking. Other than that, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I this is a tough time of year because like. You know, the bottom teams are sort of like their fates are being sealed. And like, I'm always like a little bit attached to seeing teams like not be in the prem next year. Like, I know somebody's got to go down, but like, I'm I, I don't I don't want to see Villa go down again. You know, like stuff like that. And just watching them, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I literally they were showing like the last second when they switched over from the Sheffield game. I just saw that goal where Reyna was like casually jogging back. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> like you had given up. Like even the, as the ball was passed, he had already given up. It was kind of yeah. like like jogging back for the kickoff more than anything else. It's not like he's. I mean, they're not they're not getting results, but Raiden's played well since he's been there. He's had some huge games for them. I mean, I guess there's that's like you know trying to put your finger in the dam. Like there's only so much you can do. I think that's the thing. I mean, he's had some good games, actually. Yeah. Like, he saved him some points, in fact. But, I mean, I think the problem with them is, uh, like, they don't have a, a big threat going forward either, so. Yeah, I know. They struggle, like, which is crazy because they dumped a bunch of money into, you know, striking options. So, it just hasn't worked out. Did you guys both catch the Chelsea game earlier today? 
No, I watched, was, yeah, I watched some of the highlights. Me. That's I didn't catch. I didn't catch it, but I just watched some of the highlights. It was a tad too early for me, but I was uh, there for the second half. And here we go again. Some, I mean, it's one thing to argue about VAR and stuff like that, but when stuff like this happens, it's not even. Oh, here it comes! Here ball. it comes! Here it comes! Oh! I'm assuming there's a, some kind of a lag in between us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm watching it. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but there's some other gap between us. <laughs> yeah, what what minute are you in? I'm uh, almost the end of the seventh, so I'll just about turn to eight minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm like 30 seconds behind you. Oh, really? And then somehow I'm ahead, because I'm at like 822, 22-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-8-22-
Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm sitting here with my big pint of water. <laughs> are you Irish or are you not Irish? What is going on? <laughs> I'm I'm saying water for uh, advertising purposes. Ah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> big pint of vodka. Mm. Hopefully, we can get some sponsors out of this. Like I'll contact Stella, and if that flies. Stella, Guinness, you know, the, let's hit the big five here. <laughs> Stella, Guinness, Carlsberg, um, Heineken, um, who else can we get in on this? <laughs> well, Paul's got the Miller Lite action going there, so. <laughs> God, I feel so bad about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> As you should, but... Um, <laughs> So we were Jim, oh, you we just, you the just see the dealer tell us that it's a Miller Lite lime and then you know. Uh, it's not a, yeah, it's not a proud <laughs> moment for me really. <laughs> I panicked. I mean, they capped my time at the booth, and I like you know I made the wrong decision. You're see, drinking the life. you're drinking the Man City away kit of beers. Yeah, let's get back to the game, guys. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jamie, before you, like, stop by, we were talking about the VAR. Did you watch the game earlier today? No, I didn't get a chance. Oh, so, you know, we were talking about VAR and, you know, like, I don't know if you saw the highlights of, like, the red card, like, the blown call where... And here's what I don't understand. So, who came... They said after, during the broadcast, that VAR came back and said, yes, we apologize, we did make a mistake that should have been, like, you know, referred to the referee. So who's that? Who's watching it over again and saying that? Am I missing? It's got to be. It's got to be Starkly Park. I mean, they've 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 obviously seen it and just not relayed the message in in quick enough time or something. I mean, it's um maybe there's going to be some retrospective action. I don't know. I'm I'm watching the highlights of it now. I've read about it, but I haven't seen the actual incident. Yeah, it's it's a pretty bad mess. Oh, sure is goal, though. <laughs> I mean, the, the ball was way gone. He knows exactly what he's doing. He could have seen, like, two, three red cards during that game, really. But, I mean, yeah. he knows exactly what's happening there. And he saw the ball was gone and just stepped on the guy like that. I mean, that should have been a clear red right there, right then. If anything, VAR should have been watching to confirm the red, I thought. And then for the watch and not say anything. And then come back 20 minutes later and be like, oh, you know what? That could have been a red. It's like, I mean... We could do that on the virtual pub too. What's the point of VAR? <laughs> what is the point of VAR? You know, <laughs> that's it's um, you know, there there would there used to be retrospective action as well from the referees, but surely something's got to come of it, you know. So I mean, yeah, do you I, guys think? Oh wow, well, do you guys think it's because you know? The fear of like overturning is more like a human reaction of not making the other guy look bad. So if it was more centralized, similar to what NFL has going, so it's like some other people watching it for every game, would yeah. that work a lot better as opposed to you know having one guy overrule another, or almost having a committee overrule a ref would not be as maybe harsh or wouldn't hurt their feelings as much. I don't know. It feels it feels to me like it should be coming from a central office, like in London, from you know FA officials or something. Like I don't know. It just feels 
yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like there's too many emotions invested to it at the pitch level for me. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the way the world is going. I can totally foresee in like 10 years, uh, the public, please vote. Was it, uh, was it, or was it not, <laughs> you know, in real time, <laughs> all, all of, all of you watching the TV. <laughs> yeah. I think with the, the current lay of the land with VAR is a, it's a shambles B there's no communication in stadium. So all the fans. And the players, in fact, as well. Yeah. You know, you, you see with Connor Cody a couple of weeks back um, uh, on numerous occasions where he's asking the referee and the referee says, I don't know. So nobody fucking knows. That's the problem right now. And so how can you be seen to um, make a call if you're the ref? Then get, get the word in your ear from VAR and then you don't really know how the calls come about, but you're now making... Uh, a completely different call and nobody in the stadium knows there's <clears throat> you know no going over to the to the screen and checking it yourself because god forbid we make a decision ourselves based on our own bloody opinion i, I don't know we're we're in a crazy lay of the land right now with var and i i i welcomed it months back i welcomed this panic and pandemonium and everybody's heads up their arse right now because it it has to get to this point where it's so bad that something has has, has some good has to come out of it well, I, I you know i i, I want to I, I don't know that i agree with the statement that it's so bad at the end of the day var for the most part gets things right right i mean the the problem is that we tend to focus on the things it gets wrong but true true I agree right. that. I mean, because there is a lot of calls that you like. Thank God for VR. I'm all for it. I just feel find it odd that Premier League started it after everybody else, and still it has so many glitches. I thought the whole point of waiting was to kind of like watch other leagues. Like, oh, oh, city, state. Okay, we're totally on different time zones here. This is yeah, we really show. are. I, I'm like, what are you talking about? What's going I'm, on? I'm watching a corner kick. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching the free kick. So apparently something happened from the free kick. I'm at the 16-minute mark here, 16.30. Oh, no. I'm oh, okay. okay. Oh, you're like way back, man. How was that possible? Because <laughs> uh, I'm doing the uh, UK stream. Uh, see, I'm at like 18 right now. Yeah, I'm at 18 right now as well. If Vegas was to set an over-under, what do you think it'd be? What do you think the number on how many scarves Pep owns would be? <laughs> I mean, this is the important shit we have to talk about on this. I think so, yeah. That knows... <laughs> God knows we need something else. This game is kind of... It's not as... I'm going to go with, like, 30... I don't know, Jamie. Was it 33? 33. <laughs> oh, look at that. You can't just say, look at that, man, because we don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, just a funny ref moment. I think I was curious to see... Uh, because Lester's missing a lot of teeth in that midfield. 
with Chedri and, and Didi injured. And uh, I don't know, like their enforcers aren't in there. So I was curious to see if they just get overrun. Well, I mean, thus far, the, the there's been two dangerous opportunities, right? Yeah, um, yeah. On each side. So what's your guys' take on that? They were talking about him before the game. So, like, is he overrated or is he as, you know, as good as the, the price tag suggests? Who? Madison. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah, that's gonna be a polarizing well, one. He might he might grow to being as good as his current price tag suggests, but yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't argue that it currently. But who knows? I mean, there's such inflation in the price of players. And yeah, that, especially and, homegrown and the fact talent. That he's an English talent. That that tax on an extra couple of million right there. Yeah, a couple tens of millions. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, um, this is probably a weird comparison, but I mean, obviously without the polish and the, like, I don't think his technical ability is as good, but he reminds me a little bit of, uh, Coutinho where he can strike him long. He can free kick him, but like, I don't know if he's good enough. Like, I don't know if he's big enough and fast enough to play up top out wide. And I don't know if he's good enough defensively to bet in, to a midfield without having a free like a free 10 roll well i'll answer it for you he's not okay <laughs> at least not now <laughs> maybe in the future but that is a good analogy i think in terms of like skill and stuff i think he's a bit stronger than phil was but yeah yeah i think in terms of capability and like the the threat he possesses i think that's actually like a pretty darn good analogy to be honest So let me. So what do you like, think? What do you think about us getting Phil back? No. Oh, don't even go there. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought it up because it's something that we can kind of like talk about here. But can we? I we should just stop it because I don't even think he fits anymore. I think that was one of those deals was you know that made Klopp happy as heck because he got best of both worlds. He got exactly what he wanted, and I don't think. I think we were almost like trying to make Phil fit. Yes. Because, you know because of his potential. And now we didn't have to. We could do whatever the hell we wanted. And then we were able to get some pieces that kind of like took us to the next step. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just did, he wasn't a fit systematically. Like, I think it was that thing where he couldn't play up. He wasn't, he didn't have the physicality in the top end pace to pay up, play up top. And he just wasn't good enough defensively in the midfield. But he was, he's such a, I mean, he's got such quality. You couldn't drop him to the bench, so. Yeah, it's probably the biggest problem, right? You know, if yeah. if that somehow comes to pass, then you know he's the kind of player that um, essentially needs to play every game, and that's a problem. Yeah, and I think it's more sentimental than anything else. I mean, if Phil was never at Liverpool, would all these people like kind of want to have him back? Would want to sign him as a player? Right. I think for me, it's it's not like the Robbie Fowler comeback, you know, like where it is like a legend returning to the club. I mean, Phil was a great player for us. Don't get me wrong. We, we, we needed him at that time. Um, but we've moved on. I think not only has the team progressed, I think um, we've just left him behind. I don't think there's um, a place for him now. And if we, if we did give him a place, I'd, I'd kind of 
Well, I I personally would would regret it. Um, I think at this stage now, if we give Coutinho a place in the squad, that's taken away from somebody who deserves it um, and who is going to break through the ranks. I, I don't think Coutinho has any more to add to this squad. Also, fun, it just doesn't make sense financially either. If you look at his wage packet right now, he's on over 300 a week. Would he take a drop to come? Like, sure, but what are you going to pay him? You're going to pay him, like, at the very least, 175000 a week to, to maybe get into a rotation? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Fuck that. He should be paying us to, to, play, <laughs> to play for Liverpool the way he treated us. I mean, he might. He yeah, might. No, seriously, he might, yeah. If, <laughs> and, you know, if that was to happen, then maybe. But otherwise, fuck it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I think the sentimentality is a big thing. I mean, you got to look at him, his magic and him starting to peak for the club came at a time where we had like Shelby in midfield and we're like a mid, you know, we were like eighth on the table. Like when he he started to kind of hit his stride as an eight and a half million dollar like coup at that time. So like, I think a lot of that, it's just, he, he gave good memories in dark times. And here's another thing, like, everybody assumes that Phil would be, well, I mean, if you're Phil, would you want to come back? I mean, he, that would be the definition of tales between the legs, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, he'd yeah, to, yeah. He'd have to beg and grovel and show his face and training every day with, you know, with these wonderful champions of the world players and, and the realization that you weren't a part of it because you wanted trophies. Well, you know. Michael Owen's been there and done that, and look where he, look at, you know, his recent interview with the Jamie Carragher podcast goes to show, like, well, you fucked up, mate. You you left at the wrong time. You left the biggest club in the world, um, whose fans sing your name. Um, I mean, obviously, other teams do it as well, but by all accounts, Liverpool uh, love their players. We we love. We love cult heroes. We love magicians. We love Jimmy Bloody Traore for Christ's sake. I mean, like, I don't know. I you you messed up the second you you started feigning injury with your hurt back. And good luck to you, Phil, because you were living your best life and you absolutely blew it. Yeah, like you know, like Klopp said. I like I like that you uh, you bring up a a Berkovich reference. <laughs> well, having tossed a hand grenade in the middle of this conversation five minutes ago by bringing it up, <laughs> we're, we're watching a game, but it's been kind of boring in the last 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought we would talk about the game a lot more than we are, really, but that's kind of like the whole point, just in case. I thought this would be a much more open game. A lot of quality out there on both sides, really, in terms of players. Like, you know, Paul was saying, you know, they're missing some players in midfield. But, I mean, if you look at Leicester's squad up and down, I mean, there are a lot of quality players. I, th- I think I think it, <laughs> it speaks to some degree, I think, to the whole we don't have that much to fight for uh, on both sides. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like, like Leicester yeah. is going to not qualify for Champions League. And again, nobody, neither of these teams have a chance at a championship anymore. So, what do they got to fight for? Yeah, that does make sense. 
I mean, you would think it seemed like Leicester has a lot more riding on this game. You know, being second at the end of the year would mean a lot more to Leicester than it would to City. And at least City has other stuff to kind of go for, especially like Champions League while they can, uh, as opposed to, you know, like, you know, this is probably, you know, like a more of a pride issue for Leicester than you would think than for City. Sure, which is why I think Leicester's going to win it, right? You asked me about my prediction for the scoreline. That, that you, you totally hit the, the nail on the head in terms of why. I know what you're But, but you, neither, I, team, neither team has, you know, I mean, there's no... Yeah. You know, there's, they don't have that incentive to, you know, go 100%. And I think it shows. Both these teams look a little leggy, a little tired. I don't know. What uh, what minute are you guys on? Just about 28. Okay. Yep, same here. 28 and 20 seconds. So I'm about a minute behind, I guess. I'm on Miller time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going to be more prepared for next time, Paul, and get you a better beer. I'm going to be more prepared. It's not on you guys. I tried that. Have you guys got a, a little or an Aldi anywhere near you guys up in Chicago or anywhere? Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah, what you got? Oh, they've got some great little Czech beers. And Are you serious? Yeah, they're, they're just, you know, $2 for a bottle of beer. And I was in there the other day getting some steaks, and I figured I'd get myself a couple of bottles of beer. I tried them at home, and you ever try a beer, like, just blindly for the for the first time and like it just took me back i was like oh my god this is a really nice beer it was as if it was my first time trying a beer (laughs) it was just really nice and uh it was just a really flavorful cheap ass beer like i couldn't believe it i'm I'm going there today to get some more is it like a light lager i assume or yeah, it's just like a, a normal um, Czech lager. It's um, full of flavor, full of body. I mean, oh my god, it was just lovely. It was. Um, you don't you don't remember the name of it? It just it's ju- it just says Czech lager on it. Really? <laughs> is it from the is it from the Czech is it from the Czech Republic or is it like a private label that they like somebody brewed? No, no, it's brewed in the Czech Republic. It's from it's from there. Okay. Um, what was so, the culture? Are you sure? Did you look at the label? Does it say made in India? I mean, come no, on. No, it said made in the Czech. Yeah, it's made <laughs> in the Czech Republic. Um, I'll I'll have to I'll, I'll remember, do more research on this and get back to you. But do you absolutely. remember the color of the label by any chance? Was it like red and white? Yeah, it was a green bottle with um, like a gold outline and um, Czech written in red. Uh, I don't know. It's and it's not like Pilsner or Kell, is it? It's not like a what? A Pils? Pilsner or Kell is like a big Czech Czech beer. No, no, no. It and just, then it's literally just a random Czech lager. Huh. Yeah, because there's Pilsner or Kell. There's Czech Bar, which is basically the old Bud family. Bud right, family. Bud Bar. Yeah. I like uh, that as a name for a beer. Random Czech lager. <laughs> Let's put it on the label. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great style, though. Super underrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In, cra- in craft brewing, like you know, everybody talks about IPAs and sours and stuff, but like, the lagers are like making a huge comeback. 
Thank God, because I'm. But they're. Of- <laughs> they're I don't they're, like, so I, I people agree. People understand that, like people don't do those because they're they're a bitch. They take forever to brew, and they're they're extremely finicky. Like you can screw up a lager very easily. It's not like making a stout. Anyway. So. Let's talk about this, another topic that was kind of like swirling around. Let's start with Sterling, I guess, because everybody was kind of like pounding on him. Do you guys put a lot of stock into Sterling talking about Madrid, or is it one of those deals where he was kind of asked the question, he answered it, and now people are just pounding on him because he is Sterling? Uh, are you seriously asking this? I am. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you really I mean, think it's... he's already looking for a way out, though? Because, I mean... Would you put it past them at the same time? So I'm kind of like right in the middle with uh, Raheem there in terms of between, I mean, the way he went out uh, and like, is he really like, are those really his intentions or he just happened to be asked a question and he just gave an honest answer? If he gets an offer to go to Real Madrid, he would be delighted to go. That's all. And you know what? Uh, you Can you blame him? He's, he's not. I don't know, man. Like, I here's my feelings on Raheem Sterling. I'm not so sure that he's going to go somewhere that he feels like he's going to... Like, what's his incentive for going to Real Madrid as long as he's getting paid handsomely at City? Like, I don't know that he's necessarily someone who chases, like, a Champions League trophy as much as he chases making wages, if that makes sense. I mean, I think so in terms of, like, would this even come about if it wasn't for the ban? Like, would we even talk about, you know, Sterling going to Real if it wasn't for the ban? Yeah, probably not. Oh, I don't, I don't think that, that would have been the conversation, no. Yeah. So then doesn't that put that, I mean, is he really pulling another snake move and trying to get, you know, jump ship? Or, you know, people are talking about it now because the assumption is a lot of these players will bail if the Champions League ban for two years hold. I, you know, see, I have a problem with the idea that it's a snake move. Really? I mean, in terms of yeah. setting it up, jumping ship? Look, I again, I, I also don't, you know, I don't see Coutinho leaving uh, in such bad, such a negative light. At the end of the day, he he did what he thought he thought was best for for himself and his career. Here's the thing: a footballer has, I mean, it's an incredibly short career. Right, as a job, you have what ten years really, uh, where where you're really going to make uh, the most of your money and get, and you know, that's if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you can. Uh, uh, you know, really increase the the value of that income uh, a lot by winning trophies. Then, I, I mean, by all means, I mean, do it. That's not it. It makes perfect sense. I think we we'd all do the damn the, the same damn thing. It's it, there's a reason players like like Gerard and and what what's looking to be Trent, you know, are rare. They're rare, you know, that because that it does kind of fly in the face of what most normal humans would would do otherwise we're no longer in the we're no longer in the era where you know uh, you couldn't move between liverpool and everton right that that doesn't exist anymore i think it's more suppress- than you know what you're doing i understand the reasoning behind uh, to me it's more about how you're doing it does that make sense i mean yeah i care if you, and like you're saying yeah i mean in and if you talk about if we didn't, you know, suddenly 
go through this reign with like Klopp, I mean, he would have looked good, right? You know, he won a bunch of trophies, you know, he won the title and stuff like that. So it would have looked a good move for him in the grand scheme of things. I think it's just a matter of how it's done rather than, you know, what so, it's done. Yeah, but, I, but that's, you know, but that's, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a perfect human, right? So, you know, they're not perfect humans either. They're footballers, right? They might not have the best... Uh, um, um, you know, ability to manage public perception or the the greatest of PR bones, but at the end of the day, um, I, you know, they're human too. So they may not have the the you know the the, the way that they they handle it. And look, I, I mean, this is true for the, all of these guys are many celebrities, right? You know, and and there's a reason why celebrities generally have PR agents. I I don't actually think that a lot of these footballers think to hire PR agents, especially one not when they're still relatively young, uh, at the end of the day. So they're basically these the, these mini celebrities that have no help. I, I don't, you know, I, I grant them the ability to be human. But then you get judged for your human errors. So, you know, if sure, you when you're a celebrity, like a snake, move, you will be called a snake. <laughs> that's, part, that's part of, sure, you get judged for that, right? I mean, that's part of why you make so much money. Right. I mean, there's a reason the these guys are making, you know, six figure incomes every week. Right. And so it, it all comes with the territory. But, you know, when I look at it from, you know, sort of a more philosophical perspective, I, you know, none of them have done anything particularly egregious in my mind. You know, the that's not a they're, they're doing what they think is, is best for their career at the end of the day. Maybe they're not positioning it great. Maybe they're not communicating it great. Maybe they should have hired a PR agent, you know, but nobody gave them that advice. Um, but I, that's that's kind of like where it is for me. Yeah, like I say, it's really to me, it's a matter of like how they go about it. If you go about it like filled it and you fake injuries and stuff like that, I mean. You're gonna get basically based on those decisions. I understand that, and because they're celebrities and they get paid, I'm sure we judge them more harshly than you know we would judge you or Paul or somebody. But I think at the end of the day, the way you go about it kind of determines, uh, kind of like builds your legacy as a player. Like how did you? I mean, there are players who change teams. <clears throat> they don't have that negative cloud following them around just because they went about it. Absolutely. I was always told it's not what you do that defines you, it's how you do it. And players like Sterling and Coutinho, you know, there, there's many ways to skin a cat. Um, and they go about their life and their choices in a mercenary fashion. And that it just doesn't sit well with me because I, I can't relate to how how they've acted um sure that that that's cheap of me to say because i'm not getting paid a seven figure sum to play the sport that i love um i don't know i just see it as a very um use, using the relationship with football in a very one-sided way you know yeah, I, I get your point, Barack. That they're they're doing this for their the betterment of their career, the betterment of their life. But in in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, you're getting 
paid to to play football. There's millions and millions of kids you're influencing, watching every word you say. You know, just treat yourself with a wee bit more respect. I mean, it's no coincidence that Sterling is already talking about other teams one week after the ban. You know, it, I just think it lacks lacks a certain taste. Did you guys just see the post, Ooh. by the way, where... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by what's going to happen here. This is like, oof. How is that he may be He may be out. I think he may suffer a concussion from this. This is... Yeah, that's a big hit. That's a really big hit. He got him right on the... Like on the safety. It would be unnecessary roughness if it wasn't football. I mean, that's so tough, though. I mean, how much, how much did the keeper know about it, you know, going up? Let's well, see. the keeper saw him all the way. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's I mean, and yeah. he's not touching the ball at all. Like, he's not even, you know, Edison's seems, eye should be on the ball. Yeah, that seems that seems pretty malicious. I'm waiting. I, I, I'm don't, know waiting. If, I don't know if he intended it, but he was extremely careful. Oh! Well, then uh, Ireland just caught up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Double uppercut. <laughs> he, may, he may have taken him out. Oh, he definitely took him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's... Like, out, out. I, I don't think he... Like, I think he went for the ball, but he wasn't paying attention. This was extremely careless. From a, from a keep at that, at this level, from somebody like Ederson, I, I'd expect him to do better. He's reaching there. Like, it, that's not, that, the, that's the, not above the his head. That I, that's head height, you know? The thing I don't like about it is... After the collision, like they collide, and then Ederson extends his arms and pushes them. Like I know it happens fast in real time, but you still know what you're doing there. I'm amazed he's walking out, and like he would be in a blue tent if it was the NFL, wouldn't he? <laughs> this is just getting me excited for the boxing later on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, it looks like he's okay, but oh, oh boy. I mean, like I say, it's one of those things where I really feel like... kind of catches him in the throat. Ooh. Damn. I feel like, you know... I mean, it's not on the Ederson, Ederson did, did that to me. I'd be in a hospital for a week. <laughs> I mean, the concussion protocol or lack thereof in soccer, I think, is amazing. Yep. This guy will be in a blue tent right now if it was the NFL. And he probably should be, to be honest with you. Well, I, I was listening to um, the Champions League midweek, and um, I, I couldn't watch it. I was um, listening to it whilst I was working. Um, and, you know, in, in Europe, they've got the rule where the offside call isn't made un, until the player touches the ball. Well, you know, they were talking about it on the on the commentary, and... Not only is it terrible for gameplay, but eventually somebody's going to get injured um, when an offside call should have been made beforehand. And I'm not sure if this was offside or not. I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. No, this was not offside. That was clearly But, but I get your point. I, like it, it can cause a lot of injuries because they wait till the last second, whereas you know they can avoid a lot of those situations if they did not wait when it's a clear cut offside. Right, exactly. And you know, I just hate to see people getting injured when there's when there's no reason. Um, 
God, he's lucky. He he really could have taken his head off there. I mean, and this is Ederson, a man who knows about dangerous tackles to the to the cranium. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. I'm amazed they did not watch anything or do anything with that and kind of took it as like a normal flow of play early. But I mean, I guess a penalty would be harsh, but I'm amazed they did not even take a look at it. But would a penalty well, be know, harsh for something like that? I don't know. Keepers keepers are a special breed, right? We know they get that. protected. They certainly do, yeah. Um, um, but you you can't just vacate your goal and yeah, double, I, I, double uppercut a guy. For for me, it's the you know when you you have to take into account the 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 supposed quality of the keeper in this in an instance like this, right? This is one of the the, the top keepers in the world. He should know better. He should do better. And that should be part of the part of the ruling. That for me, right? You know, if it's a, yeah, I, you know, Sunday league keeper who you know may not be paying attention very well. Okay, all right, unfortunate accident, Aderson, right? I mean, I think to me, it's if the situation is reversed, if Ederson gets to the ball first and he gets knocked over by the attacking player, it'd be a foul, right? It'd be a foul right. for the goalie because he got to the ball first. So no this question. dude got to the ball first, shouldn't it be the same thing? But it goes back to what Jamie's talking about. Naturally, the goalies get protected a lot more, which I can understand why. But like I said, I I, I just find it shocking that they didn't look at it. And it's not because it's only City, but it's just I thought that. No, no, but this was not this was not a normal. The, the point is, this was not a normal collision, right? He reached out, uh, the way he reached out to punch that ball. Right, he reached out at a at a basically a place where he was effectively guaranteed to take the guy out if if he got there first. Right, there was no he any. Uh, you're you're a top class, you're a world class keeper, right? You you should have a, a better judgment on this. Absolutely, on the flight of the ball. And my issue is that that was that's at a challengeable height for a striker. Ineacho is a, a tall guy, um, but you know, I think going for a double punch like that, yeah, anywhere, anywhere, shoulder, head height, even at a, a slight jump of a height, is you're yeah, asking for trouble. You know, yeah. I, I don't think th- that's like me saying, all right, well, I'm gonna go double footed, studs up, right. leaving the ground. Yeah, exactly. Dangerous play. Right. That's Why the dangerous keepers... play, yeah. That's that's. Are keepers not subject to the dangerous play rule? I mean, I, I just don't, you know. This is the, the yeah. The that thing. was this... that was definitely it was cynical for me. And you kind of saw. I think you saw that he 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 felt bad. He felt kind of embarrassed, right? Yeah, and yeah, I think absolutely. He might, he might he as well. He didn't get the ball. That's for sure. He needed to be embarrassed, right? He needed to feel embarrassed because that was a. That was a sort of a rookie level move from 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 somebody who's you know world class. And again, I, I guess I guess that happens too because you know we're all human. To go back to my earlier point, but yeah, I, I still I don't know the the dangerous play aspect of it is. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, is it half time for you guys yet? No, uh, no, I just Aguero just got scythed down. 
Yeah, Mara just blew that, so it's about to be halftime. We're basically just... Yep, it's halftime now, officially. Halftime in the uh, strawberry daiquiris versus the Smurfs. (laughs) (laughs) Are you... (laughs) Strawberry... Are you in Louisiana, by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) Little tequila sunrise. <laughs> so what let's go call them shots, Paul. Paul, uh, what are they? Upside down pineapple cakes? They're just hideous, man. I don't I, know. I don't. I call. I I said I said they look like popsicles earlier. <laughs> yeah. They look like those rocket pops, except instead of red, white, and blue, they're. Somebody has to like actively pick this outfit, right? You know, I mean, it's. Well, didn't Barcelona have a kit like this a few years back? Yes, they did. Did they have the same tones though? I thought it was just like mostly yellow. I mean, it didn't look like it literally like a popsicle, like he's saying. I I don't know. I remembered them being like that weird three tone thing. I thought they were similar colors too. Can't remember though. Yeah, I just don't remember him being as hideous. I mean, this is just like the worst of the worst here. So let's go back to that conversation. I know, like, I kind of wanted to start a conversation with uh, Sterling, but uh, would you guys see? I mean, all this is obviously assuming that the two-year ban stands, but uh, did you guys see De Bruyne going somewhere? He is a Liverpool fan. See now, now unlike Coutinho, De Bruyne might actually add something. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have. I mean, out of like all the players that I, you know, watch, it's probably one of the few players that I just cannot hate off of City lineup. Yeah, he he's he's a, a hell of a talent, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, oof, he's yeah. Although, you know, I mean, he comes in and, and now who does he bury? Because he, he buries someone by doing that. You've, you've got to say, you, as much as I hate to say it, you've, you've got to initially think about Jordan Henderson. Um, right, and I, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> correct. I, I'm the same, Barack. But, uh, uh, you know, Genie as well, and Genie's just getting a new contract. I I wouldn't like to see uh, anybody break up the 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 romanticism, the the ethos of the club right now. But um, God forbid if uh, if a player like De Bruyne was to come in, players like Genie and Henderson would would definitely be looking over their shoulders. I mean, it's no question that he just slots into the starting eleven, correct? I mean, in terms of quality, not in terms of like right away, obviously, you know, getting used to our way of pressuring and stuff like that. But I mean, it's one player that nobody can debate him, like walking straight into the starting eleven in terms of quality. I mean, here's the deal: if if Genie leaves, which is entirely possible, then I can see him slotting um, in front of Henderson. Henderson basically, you know, taking Genie's role, right? And then you have uh, you have Fabinho, Henderson, De Bruyne, 
and then our front three. Yeah, I mean, I can see that a lot. Like I say, he would replace either or. It's almost like I would think if you have De Bruyne in our current squad, you're probably like rotating Genie and Kando, and De Bruyne is there if he's fit. With Fabinho obviously not being replaced as the sixth. If anything, you know, you would do a rotation where you could utilize again like Henderson at six if you wanted to and stuff, but your ideal 11, I would think, would definitely feature both Fabinho and De Bruyne, which only leaves one spot for, you know, Genie or Hendo. Yeah, but if Genie leaves, right? Because I, I keep, you know, I, I do wonder. I, I, I saw some rumors about it, but at the same time, I read a lot that they're kind of like working on restructuring, you know, like basically resigning him along with kind of restructuring um, Van Dyke's contract. So I almost took that as more of a negotiation thing that he could leave just so that, you know, the deal gets done and sealed. So he's signed like long term. Yeah, I believe that he was, I believe that Genie has been allowed to leave to to listen to other offers because we're so confident that he, he he's not going anywhere and what will be the re- i mean is it's the only thing i can think of of in terms of like leaving this team because he's not going to be a guy he's not that fancy of a player that a club like i don't know like real madrid or somebody would go after i would say the only thing I can think of is to like to play in a more attacking role like he does for Netherlands. I can't think of any other reason why he would even be interested in leaving. Yeah, I don't know. I you know I, I keep hearing about him being like wanting to play in a more attacking role. Yeah. What is going That's- on? Are you making a strawberry daiquiri back there, or <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm making myself uh, making myself uh, coffee. I apologize. Didn't even think that it would impact you. <laughs> You're making yourself a coffee. You didn't even offer the lads any coffee, no? What's going right, on? Co- I, right, coffee over IP. I'm sorry. I uh, <laughs> I don't have that technology upgrade. <laughs> uh, no, I I think that. It would be lovely because um, we're at a stage right now where we're capable of uh, stealing our 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 opposition, um, our main rivals, youth players, best players. You know, apparently we're being rumored with um, Saka for Arsenal. We're being uh, rumored with all sorts of uh, players, and it, that's a that's a great position to be in where we can just say, no, you. Your your brand new youth player who who's breaking out onto the scene, yeah, we'll just take him. Um, but De Bruyne is turning twenty nine soon. Um, definitely talking about the peak of his career, um, and the the fact that he might not be getting Champions League football for even one season. That's uh, with. Um, with the Euro Championships coming up, the, 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 he, he's going to want to be playing as much top-quality football as he can. Right. And, and I don't think anybody could blame him or stop him, right? I mean, 
this is it. This is the he has what two, three more years before his career starts. You know, to goes past the peak, right? Did anybody see the De Bruyne handball in the in the free kick? Yes, uh, it was an interesting one because you cannot possibly argue that it wasn't intentional. He was protecting he his goddamn both hands face, up. right? Yeah, he was protecting his face, um, <laughs> and it was over his head. So, yeah. you know, you know, I, I believe that according to the rules, uh, that is a penalty no matter what, right? The defense, defensive player intentionally touching the ball with their hands at head level or higher. Um, but they're he was showing, they're showing the Anderson so tackle here again now, and wow, it's a that's a red card for me. Oh, it's horrible. It's a red. And I, I I think that the Bruyne thing was a penalty. It's an unfortunate one, but I think it's a penalty. I think it's a handball simply by the the driest of the rules, right? But I think they took. You know, it's like pity on him, right? You know, I mean, the guy was protecting his face. <laughs> ah, his face is always red anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My face would be red in that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I... So what are the expectations for Monday's game? Are we... Thinking is gonna, I mean, who replaces Hendo in your guys' opinion? Is it just the safe bet of Milner, or do we use? Since we're kind of expecting West Ham to sit back, you know, use a player like Ata or. You know, I think Fox. we might might get some some of Minamino coming in on off the bench. Start. I think we're I think we're gonna see Nabby, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, dare that's, say that's a big possibility with them. Um, with his recent uh, resurgence, I, th- I think it'd be a good game for him to to, to get some good quality um, minutes on the ball. Yeah, Nabi's a bit of a conundrum, isn't he? I mean, you can see the talent. He's somehow just not getting it. Are you getting the same sense? Uh, he just always seems a half a step off it. I mean, but I think part of that comes from just. I mean, there's only so much you can do in training. I think some of that just comes from being in and out so much. So. Yeah, absolutely. Not not being with the squad 100% and not uh, not getting as much minutes as he needs to to truly gel. I know I'll play the devil's advocate over here, but I think because of the potential, we're kind of like want this guy to do good so bad. Would we have? Would the fans have the same amount of patience with, like, Adam, for example, out there? Given the same performances. Because I think, you know, some of Keita's, like, missed passes and sometimes, like, forced balls and stuff, he kind of gets a lot. I mean, to me, you can tell, and, you know, I watched him in, like, Bundesliga as well. The potential in movements on the ball, like, on the dribble and stuff is amazing. But I think whenever I watch him, it almost feels like he just signed. And he, this is the first time he's playing with the team. And I know what you're saying, Paul, in terms of like game speed, but heck, you're like you're practicing with these guys every day. It almost feels like like you're saying it's like a half a second behind, one pass behind. It just feels right. odd. And I think, and I'm all for him. I just hope he becomes the potential he can be. 
But I do feel at the same time that he gets a lot of slack that other players don't. And I personally, for example, against West Ham, would rather have Ox start out there, to be honest. Yeah. I, th- I think Naby's always going to get a long leash for a number of reasons. One, we saw him be Bundesliga Player of the Year. Two, we signed him for 50 million pounds and then waited an entire half a year for him, right? So, I mean, I think the fact that we already he already came in with a huge price tag, we already waited for him to come in. Like, I think people are willing to, to be patient. But you're right. I mean, people are going to give him the benefit of the doubt and a lot more patience than they would anyone else coming in. And like I said, some of them is justified because we've seen the potential. And, you know, we right. see sparks even now, you know, on the team. Like, some of this movement on the ball and stuff. But maybe when we get a Timo, they'll make their ultimate do out there. Bring his old buddy back. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, um, it'd be excellent to see. I think uh, it, just the nature of the beast itself, the, the nature of Nabi is... He, he's a he's an untraditional ball carrier. It, it, he's um, he's very low to the ground. He, he 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 does things that seem impossible for other players. He he's a very much a a different type of of midfielder that you know possibly we and other teams haven't got. Um, and that that's probably another reason why we're giving him uh, extra extra time to gel and um but I, I really do think not not only just because of the price tag and and his unbelievable seasons for um for Red Bull um I think uh I think he has to come good I think he will he has to or he will <laughs> or both like. I think I think a he has to um, to justify the the price tag, but I think he will um, potentially start to look good towards this back end of the season. And um, realistically, next year's got to be a, a big year for Naby. Um, obviously, he's still. You know the the whole international thing where he was being played through injury. It, he he's probably still suffering a wee bit from um, from his general fitness and and just being used like a racehorse. But uh, I, I think the 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 rock and roll heavy metal football that we are used to seeing from Liverpool. I think it's just taken him. That a little bit longer to uh, to really manifest what he wants to be able to do. Yeah. By the way, looking at today's scores, uh, did we like dodge a huge bullet by Borussia Dortmund being able to sign this Holland kid? And if he ended up in the, I mean, would he be as good if he ended up in the devil? <laughs> In the, like the United hands. I mean, Unfortunately, I dare say, yeah, he he just looks like one of those players where it doesn't matter who he's playing against, it doesn't matter who he's playing with, he's just an absolute baller. So we kind of dodged the bullet, you're saying? Yeah. He. Did you see his goal against PSG? Like it 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 almost ripped the back of the net, 
But yep. the way he struck it, it yep. didn't really seem to be that powerful of a shot. The, the technique that he has is just insane. On, on, unbelievable. On, yep. And what is he, 19? Is that what it is? Do you know what bothers me about him? His face looks like the bully in Toy Story. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Like, you, like that's all, I, that's all I see is him ripping like Buzz and stuff. <laughs> yeah, any, if you're doing any kind of casting, he's definitely the bad guy. <laughs> Well, his father wasn't exactly a looker either. His father used to play for City. <laughs> well, those, and, I don't... Uh, let's just say Alf Alf Ingeholland was uh, only, a face only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, you said about having to be the bad guy. Reminded me. I don't remember the name of the of the guy himself. He's a he's a German actor, but he was interviewed uh, in one of the the night shows, and it was absolutely hilarious. And then at some point, uh, they were talking to him about favorite movies, and then the question was, uh, "Do you find it offensive?" He's German, right? That that all the bad guys are always German. And he says nope, and, and I think it's Conan. Conan was asking. He was like, "Why?" And then why is that? He's like, "Have you checked Wikipedia?" <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be quite a lot of bad guys, Irish bad guys as well. Yeah, but if you notice, they're always like low-scale bad uh, mobsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the, the Germans like, give you like the the high the super sophisticated you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the, the the famous quote from Michael Fassbender because he is um, half German and half Irish, and so I think it was on Top Gear actually, and there were you know uh, it was on the old Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson the the UK one, and uh, so they were talking about. The, the weird situation in which he finds himself in being half German and half Irish. So it's the, the half German side is, okay, I want it done absolutely perfectly right now. And then the Irish side is, yeah, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, who, who came in? Who came in uh, for Lessex? Because I clearly, uh, sorry, who came out? For who? Who came out? Somebody came out to make room. I didn't half notice. Time? Sorry? Uh, at half? At half time, yeah. Somebody came out to make room. Harvey Barnes replaces Ineacho because oh, of the injury. Okay. Because yeah. of the injury. Okay. I was. I didn't... Because I suddenly I saw Barnes and I'm like, wait a second. He wasn't there on uh, the first half. So, so I, wonder if I wonder if, if they've gone to three up top now. I can't. I can't see them because they started off in a like a three-five-two, and I can't see them doing that with Barnes up top. Right. There goes Vardy. And there it goes. 
Literally yeah, it, it looks like it looks like they've got three up top now. <clears throat> A little bit more open, at least. You know, one thing that's intriguing about this whole thing is, like, well, for the city band, <laughs> it's like they have players to replace. Like, if Aguero is leaving, they would definitely have to replace him because I don't see Jesus being anywhere close to Aguero's level. Nope. In terms of finishing. Well, I mean, you know, Jesus is good enough for second division, right? <laughs> <laughs> One guy I definitely cannot stand to save. It's like constant whining face after every single possession is amazing. Of course, now that I said this, he'll come in and score a goal. But that's a different story. <laughs> of course. So have you guys noticed that uh, the Premier League are using a new ball this weekend? Yeah, they started with the Tottenham, um, it Tottenham matches, City game it last It matches week. the city colors, so maybe there's a conspiracy there. <laughs> it's uh, it's called uh, the Premier League Tunnel Vision Merlin Ball. Is it harder to pass or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Raheem loves it. Actually, on the Robo's Instagram post, and I was like, "What about?" That's the only thing. Like, the only reason I looked into it. Yeah, I don't know what's special about it apart from color on these balls, but it, you know, uh, the, the, the it, yellow one was supposed to be because of the snow, right? Yeah, yeah. So it says here. Um, the Premier League Tunnel Vision Merlin Ball integrates a 3D printed texture to provide optimal touch and control in wet and dry conditions. That's stupid. Four panel construction <laughs> gives the ball a bigger sweet spot. Paul is not buying. Well, I mean, the ball making. No, that's, that's stupid. Money, right? No. No, they fucking put some ripples on it and put a different color on it and rolled it out there and told you some shit about it's easier to shoot. Like, they need a bigger sweet spot. Get the fuck out of here with that. Seriously. Like, if you're going to give a ball a bigger sweet spot, wouldn't you give that to, like, League One or something? Yeah. And continuing on the, uh, the ball fiasco discussion, did you hear Ole Gunnar Solskjaer talk about the... Europa League ball? No. He, he, he was blaming the ball um, for the draw with Bruges. They drew 1-1, and he was complaining about the ball and how it's terrible and the ball's no good and just ask the players. Well, did anybody see Wolves' goal using the same ball? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, Neves, right? Yeah, like, Neves. Oh, so the ball gets cleared about 30, 40 feet up in the air. Neves controls it on his chest. One touch off his chest. Bounces, volleys it into the top corner. Yeah, that was a beautiful, that was a beautiful move, too. Neves didn't seem to have too much of a problem with the ball. Ooh, that was, that was a great save. Uh, the one uh, De Bruyne shot, you're saying? Yeah, I yeah. thought that was in. That was Almost that was class. Put that in, I guess. Maybe that's why. But I, I talking of midfielders, I I love Ruben Neves. Yes, thank you. 
Yeah, he he's got Jack a talent can, right he there. Can like he's something piece. special. He can hit a set piece. He's like an excellent tackler in midfield, and he can strike from range. Like he's got to be one of the top ten strikers from range in the midfield, like in in all of Europe. Yeah, absolutely. He he only scores bangers. Like yeah, like we were talking about how incredible that goal was this week, and I literally feel like I see like three or four of those a year from him. Which, I mean, I guess I'll admit that I don't watch Wolves as much. I think I watched them for the first time last week when they were not playing like a top six team and stuff. But, I mean, there has to be a reason why his name doesn't get mentioned as much with bigger clubs, right? I mean, is there a downfall that I'm not aware of? Yeah, that's a really good point. That's good. I I mean, I I think he was linked with Arsenal like a year and a half ago or something like that, but who isn't? I was like, I was like, that's, that's, that's not a big club. I hate to tell you that. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I would have to put it down to bad luck. Um, you know, it's because it, luck does play a role in these things at the end of the day. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, being in the right moment and uh, the right time. And some players just don't, they, they don't get, they, they didn't get that. Right. He like every time I watch Ruben Neves, I'm reminded of what I wanted Emery Chan to be. That's true. And then some. <laughs> so I'm just reading a statement here from Frank Lampard on the Lo Celso leg breaker. Oh, this, this is gonna be good. <laughs> so, so here we go. Um. <clears throat> Put your Lampard voice on. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so pissed. Uh, it starts out, that is just so wrong. Referees have such a difficult job, and VAR was brought in to help them. I hate the call for red cards, but that is a leg breaker of a tackle. Lampard said, it is a clear human decision. Straight to Stockley Park, red card, the game goes on. But that one was wrong. And... Um, it says here, during the game, BBC Radio 5 Live's Mark Chapman was given a statement by Professional Game Match Officials Board. And he said, I have a statement on why that wasn't a red card. Give me strength, he says. Not a clear and obvious error because the VAR didn't feel there was anywhere else for Lo Celso to put his foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Let, let's just soak that one in. There was nowhere else for him to put his foot. After the game finished, Chapman tweeted um, that they didn't think the tackle was a red card. They do not, sorry, they do want to reiterate it was a human being making, making a decision on a subjective event, but also said that the challenge did tick the boxes of being a red card. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> so it was a red card <laughs> so why wasn't it a red yeah. card yeah so basically it was a red card but we didn't feel like it yeah pretty much and then Aspilicueta is here he's quoted as saying uh, I'm not a player that likes to be on the floor because I'm tough but it was not my fault because it was a clear stamp on my shin and I felt it straight away I was surprised it was not a red card, not even a yellow. Obviously, everybody makes mistakes, but when you have a lot of replays, it couldn't be easier. 
That's like uh, saying it's not stealing if I don't have anywhere else in my basket to put it. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not stealing if nobody catches you. <laughs> Stupid. Whereas Mourinho is quoted as saying, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it on TV and in the game. I don't know. Typical Jose. <laughs> Convenient. Oh, oh my God. Well, that's uh, it's a yeah, a special statement from the special one. Anyway, since this game is again boring, what do you think about the possibility of us winning two Premier League championships this season? <laughs> oh I think I think that will that will clearly become a unique achievement and record that nobody will ever break. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I, honestly, I don't see it happening. I don't even know if I would want it to happen, to be honest with you. Apart from that, like I say, like you were saying, like a weird achievement. <laughs> I don't even know if I would want it. It almost like would take away a bit from this title. I'd rather win this title the way we are, so emphatic, as opposed to, you know, being tacked on another one like Inter had a couple of them from Juventus. Oh, oh, I, that's not going to happen. We're going to be winning this title in March, and the other one is going to come in June when the Court of Arbitration settles it, right? Uh, <laughs> the, I, I don't know. I hear you. I hear what I, I heard people say this, but I have a problem with the, 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 the opposite side of it. I'm like, you know, you guys were literally caught cheating in a serious way. And in all sports, when that happens, people get stripped of their medals. I mean, it happens regularly in, like, from Olympic medals, from, you know, I mean, it's just, it happens. Absolutely, yeah. It Except in happen. baseball. Right? So, so <laughs> guys, they, they got caught cheating in a serious way. There's no reason why they should get to keep those cheating championships. I don't know how you get, how you get things like, like what happened to the, the team that, would have otherwise made the Champions League it didn't, you know, that sort of thing, right? You know, there's a, yeah. there's a problem with that. But, but you can't, I cannot, if the, if the Court of Arbitration maintains this ruling and the EPL does not strip them of the title, I think that's just, that's, that's worse. I think the problem with that would be, uh, was that a handball they're complaining about? But uh, I think the problem with that would be it's a can of worms when you do that. I don't know. I can't remember how long ago Juventus's deal was. That could be a penalty, by the way, because his arm is kind of out. But okay, aside from just giving the title to Liverpool, there's no other place for the arm to be. Did you not? <laughs> so I mean, wouldn't the team that was fifth that season have a beef to? You know, having not being qualified for Champions League, that income, it kind of like trickles down all the way. Sure, it does. It absolutely does. So I don't know if they would want that can of worms opened up because now you're trying to kind of like compensate like a ton of different things. See, that's a handful. That's got to be a handful. That's, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why you'd sub in Otamendi. And it's a penalty. Man City and Leicester have got the most second-half goals this season, so we we could be in for an exciting last 30 minutes here. That's a hell of a stat. Um, we obviously are third in that table. Um, so it said Leicester or City first, Leicester second, Liverpool third. 
Yeah, that's that kind of makes sense because they're both like Connor, you know, especially Lester is good on the counter, and if they have the lead, I can definitely see that. But well, is Aguero gonna make this? Miss this? Take odds now. He's, he's, he's money, dude. He's yeah, good. From- of course, why wouldn't they show the thing that he missed two out of five? So let's see. I mean, you know, the De Bruyne one should have been a penalty too, right? And the Ederson one should have been a penalty too. So I guess one out of three ain't bad. Saved by Schmeichel. Did I ruin it for Ireland? I'm sorry. Did you actually just just see that? Oh, my God. They give the penalty, yeah? Oh, you're, you're not even in there. You're not even in the penalty yet? Oh, whoa. Yeah, they gave the penalty. And apparently... Second half yet or what? <laughs> saved by Schmeichel. Okay, finally I got there. Oh, God. It's like watching a game of football with Braille. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Actually, that's a very poorly taken penalty. I mean, it's a good save and all, but that's a poor penalty. Well, isn't that always uh, the case when when you have a save on a penalty? Uh, yes, I know. I mean, sometimes you guess in the corner is a good reach. This was not even a reach. Like it's you know, he guessed the corner and hit his knee. Who's so, your best? Who's your best penalty taker? Is it Aguero? Generally, it's uh, Sterling, I think. Right. Oh, that's sad. I guess when you go for par, you sacrifice position. I guess I thought, like, I didn't know if uh, Fernandino or, like, one of their deep-lying midfielders could hit him. Oh, yeah, so, very, Aguero gets really close again. Not looking good for Leicester right now, really. They're kind of hanging out for dear life and hoping for a counter. <laughs> I, I really think it hurts them having uh, Chudry out uh, with the red and, and Ndidi out injured. Um, there's nothing in midfield that's keeping that was, them. That was a lovely pass. I think that penalty just shows, they just showed a graphic. Uh, out of Aguero's last five goals from penalties, three of them have been into that bottom left corner. So that just shows that Schmeichel's been doing his homework. Yeah. And it was not a yeah. It was pretty that right down the middle. Just in the middle. <laughs> he got it with his. He got it with his knees. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bad penalty, I think. But yeah. but then again, some of those that you smack right down the middle look good yeah. when the you know when you know the goalie's yeah. gonna dive. But. Yeah, City is really going at it now, but. That's the thing with Leicester. I mean, they're almost like this kind of almost plays into their hands. They just want to go on the counter with, like, Vardy. But. Yeah, they – yeah. Nothing Seems to like see here, just another out. crazy VAR weekend. That's a normal VAR weekend, right? <laughs> That's what you meant to say? <laughs> I mean – A crazy – a crazy VAR weekend is a VAR weekend where there's nothing crazy. <laughs> I, I, just, I just want it to work because I really think in the grand scheme of things, it's what's right, get the call right. I don't care how long it takes. I just hate it, it because these mishaps make it look bad and worse. But it than is uh, the, the reality again. I mean, we keep making fun of it, but it is working. I mean, the vast majority of the decisions that they're making are good ones. And honestly, I'm glad for them too, right? You know, think of. I, 
all the all the, the bad decisions in the past that we we would obsess over, right? Yeah. Uh, my my issue with VAR isn't the that they're getting it wrong. It's that they're it's the time they take. It's the well, it, you know. it's not even that. It's it's the offsides. Offsides were never meant to be a millimeter thing. That's a um, You know, some of these decisions they're they're not utilizing the technology correctly. You know, they, they could go to the screen. Like, obviously, everything in life is uh, a, a human being making a decision. So even if you're given a whole day to make uh, uh, your decision on a file or not, like, there, there's, there can be arguments both for, for each side. But I don't know. They're, they're just trying to be too protective of, of the system that that's why I, I want it to be a shambles because only through your mistakes are you going to learn and I honestly feel like they're making mistakes every game at least one mistake a game with VAR and you're not wrong some most of the decisions they're getting they're getting right um, but there's mistakes in every single game and I, yeah, I don't get I don't get why the Premier League doesn't allow the 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 ref to look at the monitor, right? They I mean, do that, allow like, it. It's allowed. It's completely allowed. Well, they, they don't do it, right? That's the yeah, instruction. Yeah, they just don't do it. Yeah. They actually even like what was it like two three weeks ago talked about emphasizing that more, like them using that monitor a lot more, and then you see that today when they didn't use it. I mean. Like some of those things, I can see it improving. I think the only thing, and I I don't watch as much Bundesliga. I don't know if they had the same issue with the offsides, the armpits, and stuff like that. Because you can't have it both ways. I mean, if it's going to be called by that line, it is sometimes going to be the armpit. It's going to be sometimes your big toe or whatever the deal is. It's you know it has to be black or white. I don't think they can. Because I heard like I think it was like Sunez talking about you know oh it should be like six inches. All you did was move that red line six inches. Now we're arguing about something else. I think it's either off size or it's not. If it's the armpit, so be it. If it's not, it's not. Does that make sense? So like they're trying to create a gray area, which the whole point of being able to get rid of that gray area. I think you just yeah, used the foot of the last defender and be done with it. I, I go back to I think we had a uh, 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 we had a chat about this in one of the the podcasts we did. I, I just think that uh, if we're going to do technology, the problem here is the humans, not necessarily the technology, right? If, if the one thing I will tell you is that if it was technology making the decision, you know, whatever it made up, at least it would feel fair because the technology doesn't care, right? The, the problem we have is that you have humans and we don't trust them. And so I, I honestly think let, the, let a computer draw the lines. I mean, the technology is there. Let a computer make the decision, can make it in, a, in an instant. And whatever they, whatever it, it does, it does, right? To take the human out of the equation. If you're going to go technology, just don't do it halfway. That's one of the problems. I don't uh, think the technology is there for the computer to draw the line, I think, is the problem, though, is it? Uh, not really. Uh, the technology is there. They're just there, like, being super, you know, what they're trying to do when they're doing this with the human involvement is there's, there, there's, there, they don't trust the technology Right, they want to keep the 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 role of the of the of you know the human role in the whole thing. But in offside, <laughs> in an offside situation, you don't need it. Oh, great call! 
Ooh. Sorry, did you say great goal? No, I said great ball. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Walker just says it's okay. Madison just had like a great passage show. You're probably seeing it now. Jamie's in the he's in the first half, so. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's watching the Chelsea Tottenham game from this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Kyle Walker is one guy I would not have to uh, have to face in a dark alley at night. <laughs> I think he's one of those guys that he who is like he's so fast. I sense that with Gomez sometimes, like the positioning is not great, but they can kind of make up with for it with the speed they have. So my in-laws um, on my wife's side, obviously, uh, her uncle is. Tottenham Hotspur season ticket holders and he took me to the FA Cup match when they played Bolton and Kyle Walker had just made the starting 11 and he was like by far the biggest and fastest player on that field as like a, a late teenager it was wild to see um, well, he's, he, he's, he's a big dude <laughs> yeah it's like the, the 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 two guys I mean like if you're if you're in a gang and I'm like caught by you it's him and, and Lovren right you put oh, the two geez. of them together. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so big. And he's, he's so fast. I mean, he's lost it a little bit, but look at that. And that's the thing, like, because defensively, I feel like he's not that great. Look at any game that we played against him. It's always his errors that cause, like, a penalty, like a ball right. turnover, whatever. But half the time, he can make up for it with the speed. And that's the problem with those players, though. As that speed gets less and less and less, you kind of start right. getting exposed more. Oh, here's another VAR thing, man. We can talk about we can just talk about VAR like 24 hours. Did you guys see the uh, Schmeichel jumping in front of the line before the penalties pick? It's like, I mean, they would every single penalty, wouldn't they, if they looked at that? Yeah, I feel like it would be over 50% of penalties. Because he does take a step. Well, no, no, his foot is still over the line. His foot is still over the line. That's legit. Can you take a step forward, though? Yeah, you're allowed as long as your foot is over the line. One of them is on the line? Okay. But that hop, like, before the penalty, like, is such a common thing. Exactly. I mean, it just closes yeah. down the angle. It's part of, like, the training, really, to be able yeah. to do that, but... I mean, in fact, the the good on him for having adjusted the way he does it so that he keeps one of those feet back, right? Exactly. I wish they showed again. To me, it looked like he had both of them in front, but you're saying one of them still stay on the line. That's Yeah, that's good technique. Don't worry. I'll show it for me in about two minutes' time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can let us know, Jamie. <laughs> I'll fucking record it. <laughs> Yeah, this game is uh, becoming... First of all, I, I thought it was going to be a lot more... There was going to be a lot more scoring in this game than there is now. I did not expect this to be a 0-0 game going into the 73rd minute here. Yep, sure as shit. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so is one foot still on the line? Can you confirm? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. 
I haven't I haven't really wanted to say this, Jamie, but I'm only like 15 seconds ahead of you. <laughs> it's a North Carolina thing. We're sticking with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as well from a goalkeeper's perspective, because I've I've had uh, a spell in the goalkeepers union. Um, I like to keep that little bit of information on uh, on the quiet, though. It's uh, not something I'm too proud of. However. You, you've got to have one foot, that little hop you were talking about, you've got to have one foot on the ground just to direct your, your momentum. Because right, right. if you do the whole um, uh, Jorginho penalty routine where he jumps in the air to confuse the goalkeeper, um, the goalkeeper's almost got to telegraph which way he's going by, by having all the weight on one foot so, you know, like, if all the weight's on that one foot, you know you're going the opposite direction. Um, so maybe he, he's trying to do that to to not telegraph which way he's intending to dive. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. He, he, he definitely kept that one foot, definitely was on the line. You know, all your buddies who listen to this podcast, uh, you're doomed. You're going to be in goal next time you guys play. <laughs> <laughs> they're like dude you're a goalie well they they've definitely i've definitely served my time on the line let's just say score <laughs> this Way I, don't know. I, I mean worse worse than you i was goalie for my uh for my high school team for a year so you want to talk about uh about embarrassment there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, let, me, let me make you feel better <laughs> The one thing I've got going for me is I'm definitely better outfield than I am infield. So <laughs> I think that's the key. You're gonna be so bad in goal that they're like, dude, get out. That's how that's, I always. That's my technique with doing the dishes and doing the laundry. <laughs> you you do it so bad that she never wants you to do it again. All the white shirts come out pink. All the <laughs> Guys, the easiest way to not be in goal is just do what I did and never grow above five eight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually uh, so here's the the worst admission. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not bad. I enjoy it too. Although you do get a wee bit bored sometimes if it's not a particularly offensive game for them, oh. your opposition. You can get a little bit bored. But it but if it is, then you know uh, it it can be fun. It, it's a it's a different way of looking at things, right? I usually used to play something like left back. Um, but that was uh. That was an interesting, different approach to things, and I, I don't know it teaches you a lot about also reading the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the it's a it's a really cool way of being able to see how the game develops while playing in it that you don't get in any any other position. And from from my point of view, as as a an attacker, um, it gives you a, a solid idea of what the keeper's thinking. It, when you're barreling down on goal, yep. I, yep. I like uh, it. Definitely offers you um, a, a fresh insight. But I feel like I I started out doing goals just because I had the gloves. <laughs> I don't know why I I bought gloves, but I I've always had a pair of gloves even as a kid. So, well, that's like that's practically professional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, look, your favorite player. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> with his whining face, let's see. Are you, are you all, are you all like getting all warm and and happy feeling in your gut right now, <laughs> or is that just a beer? <laughs> I can use another beer. This uh, the service in this virtual pub sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tip today. But I can I can send you over another espresso if you like. <laughs> it's an amazingly warm day for Chicago. Actually, it's gonna be almost 50 today, which is like a heat wave over here right now. So normally, beer in the morning hours would be odd. Like yesterday when it was, oh my god, Jesus almost scored. That would be the end of this. And guess what? He's whining. <laughs> well, we're now, they... uh, out here in California, we're now in what we call um, uh, fake spring. Because the way our seasons work, you have like you have like you have like first winter, then you have fake spring, then you have second winter, right? Then you have like the spring of deception. You know what's sad? Uh, your second winter is probably my heat wave. <laughs> so we're like we're like at 70 degrees right now. It's beautiful and sunny, and the winter's gonna come back. I miss Southern California, where it was like summer one, summer two, summer three, heat, <laughs> heat wave, back to summer one. <laughs> Then again, driving driving in LA in, on a rare, you know, rainy day, people literally lose their shit. Well, that's because it's spent 18 months collecting just oil, <laughs> you know, without anything washed away, so it all seeps out. Well, it's also like the but, oh yeah, my no. god, water from the sky! We have never seen such a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I always said there was two two seasons. There's summer and there's forest fire season. Because you know, like, we're like. Come on, popsicles, do something. Are we gonna get something going on here? Of course, one of us knows. And Hazel scores. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've serious? got that. I've got that to look forward outside. to. So let's see. Let's play some more VAR here. Let's see. Are you are you are you fucking with us? That's not nice. No, I'm not. You'll be joining me in no time. But let's see if he's outside. He's, somebody just even asked him as they're celebrating where you're off, and he said no, but... <laughs> what you going to say, yes? He's off. Oh, that is close. He might be on. I think... Oh, yeah, that's time to draw the line, get the red pen out. So this is the thing. and I've heard, I've heard all sorts of arguments about the lines, you know? I heard one that it could be could be a good idea. Um, it's definitely not the worst idea I've heard. Instead of making the lines so super thin, why don't you make the lines the yeah, width of the width of the average man's shoulders? Yep. And you know, if if you, let's not go back to the the daylight in between defender and, and attacker, but let's use let's say. You know the the decimal point thing. If you're more than fifty percent over the margin, 
then that would be an offside if you know what yep. I mean. Yep. Oh, I like that. That's that's the that's a real solution. Goal stands. Yeah, and it should stand. It was fine. Well, there you go, Tamuchin. You 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 know your your love you affair. This. Yeah. <laughs> your romantic interest there. No, I got to make another beer. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good finish, you know. Got to finish. Give him that. It took him two two, two chances. All right, all right, Foxes. Two goals. You got ten minutes. I don't know what their game plan is. I mean, they've been doing this chug the ball to. I mean, I know they won a title like that once, but chug the ball to Vardy, who one times it, but half the time it doesn't go to the other player, and that's all they had going this entire second half. Like, and they wasted opportunities they had when they had the numbers, so. They often do that. They had a one, uh, what was it, like, I think it was a 70 minute. They had a 5 on 2. They just wasted with food passing. A 5 on 2. get somebody 5 on 2, you got to score. Yeah, like four players on the box. I think it was like Ricardo coming down the right side, and they just like totally just wasted it. Now, I think this is why Leicester. I mean, even when they were, you know, the discussion was, you know, when City was not all that, like, and Leicester posed a threat. This is why I never felt they could pose a threat because I just don't think they have as much to be able to kind of like have continuous, you know, string of like wins. Well, you know, it, it's it's looking like a currently a 50% shot that I will be uh, enough in the vicinity that I could uh, I could come see the Crystal Palace game. And if this result stands, that might be a very interesting game to be in Anfield for. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your tickets and everything already, or? No, I'd, I'll just pay some exorbitant pound when when it becomes a hundred percent, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna make a lot of money off of me for that, but. Um... Yeah, especially if that game ends up, you know, being the possible clincher, definitely. Well, I mean, right now it's the most likely, right? Yeah. I uh, gotta be honest, I. Uh... I I just want to be in in Liverpool itself. I don't I don't care if I could get tickets or not. I'm uh, just get the flights, get into the city. May 18th, if we're if we're still in Champs League. Well, May 18th is a whole different story, right? I think uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be hard to get into uh, <laughs> into Liverpool. Oh, I mean, as long as I'm. I'll make it into Liverpool. There's the nobody's gonna stop me. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not gonna be buying a hotel. <laughs> don't don't see myself sleeping too much. Uh, that that was a nice finish, though. Got to hand him that. So let me ask you guys this: You have a ticket to the game. Uh, let's say last game of the season. Okay. 
What's let, okay, Paul? I'll ask you for because us two are the most unlikely to be in the situation, probably. So we can yep. play it a bit easier. But so you have a ticket to the last game, where they're gonna, you know, uh, get the trophy and the whole works. How much would it take for you to give that ticket up? Name your price. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was talking about this with my wife the other day, and I was like, I'm like, there's that has to, she's like, you would never give it up, and I was like, I don't know, there might be a price, but I could not come up with the price. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think if somebody was like, it would have to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40, 50 grand, like straight up. Oh, really? Man, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I go a lot cheaper. (laughs) That's why I was saying, like, not for sale, like, right? I mean, but if somebody was like, I mean, I think anything probably north of 25 grand, I'm probably thinking about it. But, like, yeah, no, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate to tell you that, but that would not be enough for me, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dare say I'm with Barack. I think you'd probably have to shoot me and take it off me. Which would be a lot cheaper. To I mean, I mean, I suppose, I suppose if you came if you came uh, and said, hey, I'll pay off your house. I'm I like, think I just probably uh, gave okay. away how many, how much, like, debt and kids I have. <laughs> but you know there's uh thankfully there are plenty of people for which it would take uh, less than that and so uh, if uh yeah, if the can. chance comes to be there they are acquirable on online right i mean you always have StubHub. yeah um wow all right, six I just figures. Let's just all we'll we'll stick with six figures. I'm telling you, you want to pay off my house? Fine. <laughs> six figures, and I'm going with Paul. Paul was willing to do it for 25, possibly. So <laughs> most goals scored this season in the 80th minute or later. Man City 14, Leicester 12, Liverpool 11. Man, I thought we'd be top on that category. Really? What? Yeah. We're behind? What the hell? Yeah. What about the 85th minute or later? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you in five minutes whenever that graphic comes up for me. <laughs> we need the stat mat for the pub. Yeah, it's at this point, uh, either Les is going to be able to squeeze one in or City is going to double this up. I don't know. We've seen some remarkable city collapses this season, right? It's just, the Leicester doesn't like look like it right now. That's the problem. I mean, they haven't looked like yeah. it the second half. That's the problem. I think it's just not not threatening enough. Well, well, that's true. Although the reality is that City are very capable of doing it to themselves. At least this Leicester season. haven't had a shot on target since halftime. Yep. I don't think I've seen him stream more than three or four passes. Hey, yeah, Chase is behind like five minutes, but he's got his own stat man over there constantly giving yeah. you numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> and Mendy did that fake cuts inside ten times, and it's worked every single time so far, by the way.
Buongiorno. I mean, I, I don't know. I, uh, if anything, this game's uh, this game shows just how essential the port was. You know, is yeah, just absolutely. City are looking at seventy percent possession, eighteen shots to ten, and seven on target to Leicester's three. I think this pretty much seals the deal for the rest of the season for number one, two, and three, right? So who are you guys picking for four? Chelsea. Chelsea's not a bad shot, really. I mean, that's the most likely one, but you know, let's do let's let's make like one of those crazy predictions that then if they pan out, everybody you know says, "Oh my God, how did you know?" I'm gonna say Wolves. <laughs> I would say, oh my God, how did you know? Yes, you got that right. You got the reaction. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. Plus, plus, I love Wolves. They're like my second favorite team in the Premier League. So, so by, by that rationale, Barack, are you saying Everton have just the same chance? <laughs> are you less? saying they have a chance? You're saying they have a chance. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, well, go for it then. I'll, I'll go for Sheffield United if we're all if we're all taking stabs in the dark here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think well, actually, uh, you know, with with the ban, uh, the the reality is that uh, one of those teams is, uh, I think, Wolves more likely than than Sheffield United, but uh, is going to end up with a Champions League spot. How crazy is that? I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, it almost gave another life to those guys' seasons, didn't it? Uh, by suddenly, you know, they probably figured, like, there's no shot at making it, and suddenly, like, they're in the loop to be a Champions League, and especially for a club like that, man, that's that's a lot of money coming in. Absolutely, and, and not just to mention the, the smaller teams. You're talking about teams who have had a terrible season, like United, uh, Everton and Arsenal, they're they're all still within the conversation. You know, there there's only a couple of points that separates Arsenal and, well, you know, United. Four points, I think it is. Well, you know why that is, right? Well, they're shite. <laughs> no, there's a there's a certain team that has uh, that has gotten all of those points that would otherwise have been distributed between them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know who that team is. Uh, <laughs> usually, I, they usually I, dare say I could have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Leicester is trying to do. I mean, they can't even put the ball in the box in the last second over here. It's just sloppy passes. Well, their striker got his head taken off his shoulders. Yeah, that was... Uh... And I think that foul at the end seals it. Yeah. Well, none of us said that's going to win, so. Mm. 
Yeah, like I say, I thought this would be a much more open game. Not that, I mean, it was not in some cases, but they were both very sloppy and wasteful like that. So, I don't know. you got to figure... That's why I said this was a huge chance for Leicester that they kind of blew like that. Because you got to figure City know their situation and their one eye is on, you know, midweek's game. This was a good opportunity at home for Leicester City to come out and kind of like slap them around, but they kind of like blew it. I mean, I guess it goes back to what we were talking about. What's the consolation prize? Still the same thing as the winner, so. Well, we could do this again uh, next Sunday. Um, there's Everton United, and then there's Spurs and Wolves. I haven't heard of that team, Everton United. <laughs> So we could we could really go for all out pain and watch Everton against United, or we could uh, watch Spurs against Wolves, which would probably be a better game. Oh yeah. Did you you did see the the four nil right? I mean Wolves are are really getting into gear. Yeah, they're they're a great team. It's um and still in Europe, you know, it's uh it's. It's a mental I, season for them. They they could they have they have a shot at winning the whole thing. Winning the whole thing as in Europa League? Oh. Which would even make things more complicated, wouldn't it? They would automatically qualify for the Champions, Champions League. Champions League, yeah. You might see Burnley going to the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's if um, the allotted number for English teams stays the same. So this this ban has really brought into question a lot of that. So if there's still going to be four teams allotted into Champions League for next year, if this ban gets upheld. Now, that's an interesting question. You think You think they're going to take it down to three for that? They could possibly, yeah. Huh. Um, I remember in 2005 when we won the league, they uh, we were in fifth position in the league and we got Champions League football the next year, obviously, because we won. But um, So that was five teams uh, in Europe. So there still could be four, um, even with the ban, if... If Wolves win the Champions League, or sorry, if Wolves win uh, Europa League, but then again, it, that that could al- also be um, called into question with the whole city ban thing. Yeah, this whole thing gets uh, gets very complicated. Well, you know, fun for us, the uh, uh, pretend pundits. <laughs> yeah, because we. We get to see how the rest of the world lives and the struggles they have to go through to the Champions League. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, this was either first of last or first of many virtual pop sessions. Uh, I'll go grab another beer and next time I got to stock up before we start this thing sounds like. So thanks all for joining us. And if you want to join our virtual pop, just drop us a message. There are seats available for everybody. Have a good day, gentlemen. Absolutely. That was fun. Bye.